you would, turn in the Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I want to look tonight at this little phrase that we have here. This passage is familiar to us. but It brings up the idea of wisdom. The saved man is a wise man. What is wisdom? Does wisdom mean you've read more books than everybody else? Does wisdom mean that you're just the oldest, so you know the most? Who is the wise man, and how do we know what that is? The Bible speaks of wisdom. It so often speaks of wisdom being combined with salvation. I hope you know that wisdom is more or other than just an intellect or simply an education. Some of the wisest men and women that I know are not very educated. And some of the most educated intellectual people that I know are not very wise. I hope that you know that. I'll ask you if you know that you are wise. Are you wise? What gives you that perspective? What is the grounds for being able to call or label somebody wise? The scriptures speak about this. One of my favorite passages in Proverbs chapter 3 that my family, since we got married, has committed ourselves to kind of like a chapter for our family. One of the things that it says in Proverbs 3, it says multiple times in the Scriptures, is be not wise in your own eyes. Wisdom does not come from your perspective. If you thought you were wise because of what you know or what you've seen or what you've experienced, then the Scriptures are telling you you're not very wise. If you thought you were wise because you were so good at trusting in yourself, then you're not very wise. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, we have this. You know this passage. This is the great passage of Paul writing to Timothy where he reminds Timothy about the heritage that he has in being committed to the Scriptures. You remember this. Read with me, if you will, at chapter 3, verse 10. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10, he says, You, Timothy, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life. I'm not preaching on this passage tonight, but I, I challenge you before it is too late to get an aim in life and make your aim in life be so clear that everybody else knows it. When you die, make, everybody, make it so real that somebody knows that you had an aim in life. Do you realize how many people do not have an aim in life? Paul says to a young man, Timothy, you know my aim in life. It's the glory of Jesus. It is for the world to know Christ crucified. Paul says, Timothy, you know it. But I'm not preaching on that tonight. Let's keep going. My faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that have happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Paul's talking about his life and how Timothy knows what Paul's life has been. But now look at verse 14. But as for you... See, those last four verses were about Paul... 
in what Timothy has seen in Paul. But now Paul's talking about Timothy. He says, Timothy, as for you, continue in what you have learned, in what you have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise. Wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. I want to look at that idea of wisdom tonight. Paul tells Timothy that he needs to continue. Continue being devoted to the thing that will make him wise. I want to ask you if you've identified what wisdom is. And I ask you if you are continually devoted to it. Wisdom, here, look back to verse 14, is something that must be learned. You're not born wise. Not wise unto salvation. You may have some wisdom. You may be one of those men who's been around the block a time or two, who have a lot of life experience, and there's not really anything that you've never been through, that you've not dealt with, and so you have a lot of wisdom. Tonight, we're not talking about just worldly wisdom or just uh, life wisdom. We're not talking about a jock of all trades or a jack of all trades. We're talking about wisdom for salvation. Do you see that? To make you wise for salvation. How does one get wise for salvation? Well, it says in verse 14 that it must be learned. It must be learned to continue in what you have learned and what you firmly believed... Then he reminds him that he learned it from somewhere, or rather, from someone, because it says whom. If you're here tonight and you've never learned about how you get salvation, you're not very wise. If you're here tonight and you've never learned about salvation from somebody, then you're not very wise. If you're here tonight and you've got some people in your lives that have been telling you about how to get wise into salvation and you've been ignoring them because you know better than them or because you live better than them, then you're not very wise. Because the Bible says it is learned and it is learned from people. Let's keep going. Timothy, he says, learned it from childhood. In that childhood, he was acquainted with the sacred writings, that is, the Scriptures. Verse 16 goes on to explain what those Scriptures are to us. Look here, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Those Scriptures are the sacred writings of verse 15. And it is the Word of God, the Scriptures, the sacred writings that Timothy has been taught his whole childhood from his mother and his grandmother. Timothy has a heritage of being taught the Scriptures, learning the Scriptures, learning the Scriptures from women in his life that already know and believe the Scriptures. And Timothy believes the Scriptures. And Paul says to continue in those, they will make you wise for salvation. I want to ask you, Is there a continual commitment in your life to learning and believing the Scriptures because it is in this where wisdom for salvation is found? I want to ask you tonight if you're a wise man or a wise woman, and I say, well, how do you know? And you say, I've committed my entire life to this. I've got four kids. I make it known to you all as often as possible. 
that I've got one grand goal in life, and that's for all of them to know and love Jesus. Got a lot of goals, but that's the big one. The Bible tells me right here that nobody comes to know Jesus as Savior unless they have learned and learned from someone the truth of the Word of God. If there's anybody in your world that you want to get saved and go to heaven, anybody, point them to this that will make them wise for salvation. There's no other answer. There's no other source. The Scriptures make one wise for salvation. Turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 1. I'm going to ask you to turn to a few places right now. Proverbs chapter 1. In salvation, I think you know this, we are being saved. Saved from what? Saved from the fact that we are dying and dying in our sins. And one dying in their sins must face God, a holy God and a wrathful God. We're being saved from what? Saved from our sins. But what about our sins is so awful that we have to face God dead in our sins? Right? I think you know that. One of the reasons we need to be saved is we have to be saved from God. God is going to destroy people who are not safe in Him. We've been studying this in Jude in our men's and women's Bible studies midweek, Wednesday and Thursday mornings. We're being saved from God. Part of the message of the Scriptures is flee the wrath to come. God is coming with judgment on all sinfulness. We must run from that. Where do you run? You run to safety. You run to Jesus for salvation. Proverbs chapter 1 talks about this and it calls that wisdom. Look what it says. Verse 7 of Proverbs 1. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise that wisdom and that instruction. What wisdom? Fearing the Lord. What do you mean fearing the Lord? Fearing the Lord is that I have such a perspective of God and His greatness. God, that He made me. God, that, I'm, that I owe my life to Him. God, that I, I can't go another day, another breath without the mercy of God on me, realizing that God holds me in His hand, and I cannot go against Him. I must run to Him for mercy. I must fear Him in a good, healthy sense. I must, in a good, healthy sense. I must be able to say, God, have mercy upon me and forgive me of my sins. This view, perspective, this reverence towards God is a fear of the Lord, and that is wisdom. Fools hate the idea of being wise They hate the idea of having a good, healthy fear of God. They don't like that. One of the reasons, uh, out of many, but one of the reasons that you have not robbed a bank or cheated on your wife or done this or done that is because you realize that God is watching and He knows. That's a good, healthy fear of the Lord. You're wise for being that way. One of the reasons that you are a man and woman of integrity and that I can count on your word and that your word is bond and that you are dependable is because you realize that to live a a, a shady, uh, non-trustworthy, false life is dangerous before God and wrong to Him. You have a healthy fear of Him. You're wise. So what the Bible's teaching in the Proverbs. To fear the Lord is to be wise. This wisdom is what is pointing us to salvation. 
We fear the Lord and His His attitude towards sin, His hatred towards sin, and we run to His grace. We run to His mercy. We run to the cross of Jesus where the forgiveness of sins is found, and we know that there we are safe with Him. Fearing the Lord is wise, which leads us to salvation. This is what Paul is writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, verse 15. If you would now turn back to 1 Timothy, I want to show you just a few places. If... It's wisdom that leads us to salvation. It's wisdom that causes us to fear the Lord. And if this wisdom is learned, as Paul says to Timothy that it is, then what is it that must be learned? The truth of the Word of God. In the Gospel, we say four points. That God is holy. Man is sinful. That's a big problem. Jesus, the third point, is the answer to that sinful problem. You know yourself to be a sinner before God. Oh no, what must I do? You must turn to Jesus who died on the cross for your sins. And the fourth point is you turn to Him and you believe and you repent and He will save you. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. God who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The wisdom that you must learn in order to be wise unto salvation is the knowledge of the truth. Turn the page to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25. Correcting his opponents with gentleness, God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth. They got wise. How? They grew in an understanding of a knowledge of the truth. Turn with me to James. After, right after Hebrews. James chapter 1. James, right after Hebrews. James chapter 1. Verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of His own will, He brought us forth by the word of truth. It's through the word of truth that God brought us forth to salvation. <coughs> Turn over to 1 Peter chapter 1. <coughs> <coughs> Verse 23, I pointed to this passage a couple weeks ago, preaching from Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, Since you have been born again, that's saved, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding Word of God. It is the truth of God. The everlasting truth of God. Now you can turn back to 2 Timothy. The the everlasting truth of God that you have learned and believed and therefore become wise and therefore you're saved. Folks, if somebody does not know the truth of the Word of God, then they cannot be saved. If they do not know what the Bible teaches... They're not wise. And they cannot be saved. 
One must become wise unto the knowledge of the truthfulness of God before they would be saved. Now, they don't have to take a class and get a degree. They don't have to read a certain amount of books that, that, that quantify or qualify how well they understand God. No, it's not like that. But they cannot be ignorant of the truth of God. They must know about God. And they must know about their sinfulness. And they must know about God sending Jesus to be the answer to that. And they must know that those who are wise unto salvation cling to Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And it's the Scriptures that give us this wisdom. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. A passage very familiar. It's in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7. And yet it's talking about this very thing. Yet it's Jesus in His masterful way that He does. Paul writing to Timothy is a letter written from one apostle to a young preacher, right? That's somewhat of an academic work, if you will. But Matthew chapter 7 is our good Savior who could teach better than anybody and do it without notes on a mountainside in the most brilliant of ways. Paul writes to Timothy to continue believing the Scriptures that you were taught from childhood that will make you wise unto salvation. Here's how Jesus says it in Matthew 7, verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine... You see what it's connected to? The words of Jesus. You see that? Same thing as the Scriptures. And does them will be like a what? Wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. In other words, not wise who built his house on the sand, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I want to ask you about your life. Has it been built on the wisdom of God? Are you a wise man? Or is your life potentially about to fall and collapse because it's not built on the wisdom of God for salvation? I'll never forget <clears throat> I remember a couple years ago Jared Swapshire was a member of our church. And I kind of always stood in awe of Jared because he is this phenomenal basketball player. Yet he genuinely loved and followed the Lord. He'd come to a Sunday night service just like this and fit in with everybody else and would talk to you about how God is at work in his life. I remember when he got married. He's got a great wife. By the way, they're expecting a, a girl now. And if I'm hearing right, I think Jared has... Uh, decided to go away from coaching, is going to get back into playing pro basketball wherever he can play. He's back training. He's got a trainer now, and he's going back to trying to play. 
But Jared called me up when he was working over in Indiana, and he said, could we, could we have lunch sometime? I said, yeah. We went out to this restaurant somewhere over there in Indiana where he was working at the time. He said, I'm, I'm married. And in so many ways, I'm not sure what to do. What kind of wisdom can you give me? He said, I know you've been married now about 10 years and you already have kids. Can you tell me what it means for me to continue trusting in Christ and to be a man of God and yet have that wisdom to love my wife and to raise my kids? I was impressed with Jared for asking that. He's young. But his mind thinks, in order for me to be wise... It means I must do life according to what God has said. God is the source of true wisdom. I know a lot of people who are trying and trying and trying to do life without God's Word. And one, they're foolish. And two, they're frustrated. They're not wise. had a conversation with Ray Harris. And I don't think Ray would mind me telling this. Ray and Anna, as y'all know, most of you have four children. Three girls. But they had a son, too. He had leukemia and died at age six. It was a hard time for Ray and Anna. I know a lot of people, when something like that happens, they say, where's God? I specifically have asked Ray, Did you run from God, or did you run to God? He said, no, I ran to God. He said, we could not have made it through that season of our lives was it not for God. Even in a really hard time of the death of a six-year-old boy. Can you imagine if J.J. or Eli was to pass away right now? And yet, Ray, being a wise man, knew this is hard and I don't have answers. But the right thing for me to do is to trust in God. That's what wise men do. Proverbs chapter 3 says, be not wise in your own eyes. Men and women, church, there's never a time where you and I find ourselves in circumstances and we say, I got to take matters into my own hands. I just got to do what I got to do. It's not how God's people work. That's not our method of operation. The scriptures make us wise into salvation. And the harder or thicker or lonelier or darker life gets, the more our gaze and focus and attention bears in. God, where are you? God, what are you doing? God, show me. Be real to me. Reveal yourself to me. What does the truth say? Make me wise. And Paul reminds Timothy, continue in those scriptures, those sacred writings that you've learned, that you've been taught, that you firmly believed that will make you wise unto salvation. James chapter 1 says that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord and he'll give it. Church, may God continue to be shaping your worldview, the way you think about life. And may you say, I need wisdom. And may you commit yourself to this.
I know you're committed to hearing your preacher preach, and I love that. Keep that up. You're here on a Sunday night. You've already heard me preach twice today, and that's a good thing. I pray that God would make us a wise people. And the wisdom that He's giving us to trust in Christ for all things would carry over into our families, to our workplaces, to our neighbors, all of that. Wisdom comes from the truth of God. May you be growing in that wisdom. Let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you, God, that Jesus gives us an illustration of what wisdom looks like. It's the man who builds his house on a rock. When the storms come, it's not shaken. God, help us to be those who know that wisdom is learned and it's learned from people and it is the truth of your word. God, make us humble to where we say, I need wisdom. I need God's wisdom. May we be wise, God, unto salvation. Saved because we know that you're the answer. Saved because we know that you are a great God. Saved because we know that you're our Savior. Father, may First Baptist Fairdale be a group of wise people, wise unto salvation. And may that wisdom be the fear of the Lord. And may we not be wise in our own eyes. May we be like trees. God, thank you for this Sunday night. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.